welcome to the Property Portfolio Podcast with Mark Stokes and Nigel Green. Every week we inspire and guide you towards success in the world of property development, mentorship and fundraising. Before we jump into today's episode, a reminder to join us at equacademy.co.uk where you can gain free access to hundreds of videos and templates to help you on your property development journey. We're going to start to look at ideas that you can create with your young entrepreneur, which will help them evolve thoughts, processes, systems in establishing income. It will help them prepare themselves for future life in those early years to enable them to have that life of abundance, choices and contribution. So why would we want to do this? And just looking at a few areas. So first of all, independence to give a child a loving upbringing, but also creating that independence. And also for them at a very early stage to start to appreciate what it takes to succeed in life and have that life of abundance, choices and contribution. There are four key areas associated with income, which I find particularly relevant as a father of four bringing up our children. Number one, how do they make money? Number two, how do they manage money? Number three, how do they keep money? And number four, how do they multiply money? And some of the techniques we've been using, and I'll share with you in this episode and future episodes, maybe we can collaborate and share together ideas on how your young entrepreneur can also create a solid financial fortress at an early age. Another area which is increasingly important in the ever-changing economic climate and changing world ahead is equipping our children to understand and being comfortable with failure. Now, this might seem a challenge. Everybody wants to succeed. Absolutely. But in order to succeed, we need to evolve towards that. I think increasingly, there is a lot of focus in education systems where people get bogged down in trying to achieve perfection. I don't believe you can achieve perfection. And if you can, it will take you an awful long time. So rather than getting bogged down in procrastination, let's not try to be perfect Let's try to make a start, put those first formative feet out there, give it a go, really focus, absolute commitment. And if there's failure, well, failure is part of the start of that evolutionary process. In fact, as an example, we wanted in our family to focus on some income generation for our children, not least to keep it off the the bank of mum and dad's balance sheet. And in fact, my youngest son, Jack, he had a quest to start earning some more money. In fact, he actually saw that his eldest uh, brother had got a new MacBook Pro and he he quite fancied that MacBook Pro, which was around about £1,000. So that was his target in mind. So we set about looking at how we could create multiple income streams to start to fund that because it was going to be 10, 11 months before Christmas. So we started to look at areas where he could increase his income over and above his pocket money. We looked at areas where he could sell his old toys, do more chores. But ultimately, a lot of that involved the bank of mum and dad. So we needed to create a new model with him. And our aim as a family, for him in particular in this quest, was to generate more income, was to establish the learning of some business processes in the establishment of that income, to create ownership of something and to actually grow that, to create a hunger and an appetite to evolve something continuously and to also reduce the burden on his parents and actually look to seek income from other sources. So one thing that we came up with was we live in an area where there's a little bit of woodland, 
quite a number of people in our local area have got log burners. So Jack decided that he wanted to start selling logs. So he sold some logs. He grouped them together, about 20 logs for for five British pounds. And we would advertise on Facebook for him. He was uh, under 13 at the time, didn't have a Facebook account. And as these orders started rolling in, we would package these logs up, 20 logs for, for five pounds, and go and deliver them. We started to understand that actually the delivery was at a cost. So we added £2.50 for a delivery charge for unloading and stacking those logs. And the orders continued to roll in. We'd done our research. We'd been to local supermarkets and been to local garages with Jack so that he could understand the competition in the local market, what the specific price points were. So Jack's log business really started to to grow. What we found, though, is that we only had so much wood in our area where we lived. And there was a scarcity of raw materials. And also, I didn't particularly fancy being out at the weekends with a chainsaw and, and log splitting. Plus, it's rather dangerous as well. So Jack was starting to learn that actually it was quite hard to split logs. Also, you needed to do it many months in advance so they they could be seasoned. So again, those lessons were coming uh, thick and fast. So Jack was starting to understand as well what part he was enjoying, whether he enjoyed the manual labour part where he was splitting logs, whether it was the stacking, or whether he actually preferred the the marketing and the customer relationship, taking the orders and delivering those logs. So this was a continuous evolution for us and for Jack. So after a while, we decided that we couldn't keep pace with the orders, so something would have to change. So we took on an arbitrage model where we brought in additional logs and we bought the logs in pre-split, pre-seasoned, Some of them we could re-split because they were too large because some of our local customers had very small log burners and we would have these logs delivered by the thousand. Then we could split those into packs of 20 and deliver those to our customers. So Jack started to become very familiar with what a cost of sale was against his top line revenue. And we created a spreadsheet and he could really start to understand how the profitability of his business started to move with scale. So Jack's log business still continues to go from strength to strength. We advertise it on Facebook for him. The model has to change throughout the year. It generally is log burners in autumn, winter and spring. But in the summer, we also target a slightly different market, which will be fire pits. Again, using market forces, using resources and listening to what his customers wanted. So we've gained quite a lot of lessons here and I want to share these lessons with you so you can pass that through to your young entrepreneurs and hopefully this will help you with many thought-provoking areas so that you can improve and create that income stream within your family for your young entrepreneurs. So I've got 10 lessons here which I want to share with you. Lesson number one, an appreciation of what it takes to do physical work versus other areas of the business such as marketing, selling and delivery. So we created a cost of sale where we bought in logs by in bulk and split them down into groups of 20 and sold them. So we had a cost base there. And but Jack started to understand which part of the business he really enjoyed and which part he didn't. And needless to say, it was the physical hard work, being out, backbreaking work. Obviously, he wasn't using a chainsaw, but splitting logs and, and stacking them, which, um, which we decided was, was not something he wanted to do. 
So number two, the second lesson was that raw materials can be quite limiting. And those limiting factors were storage, availability, the time required to split them and then season. So we learned that quite pretty early. Thirdly, Jack learned the importance of marketing very early. How rather than sell one-to-one, he needed to be able to sell one-to-many. And he started to utilize Facebook as his ideal marketing tool. Lesson number four was that there is a cost of doing business. So there was a cost of sharpening a chainsaw blade, of electricity, of the fuel in the car to go and deliver the logs. And of course, increasingly for the cost of the the logs as we started to outsource the delivery and the the supply of the pre-split logs. He also started a very clear and clinical valuation of his own time. His time was very precious. He's clearly at school. He's just about to start his GCSEs. So the time required for him to do the logs was eating out of his precious personal time. So he learned the value of his own time. Number six was scaling. How did we scale that business from selling just a few logs a week to selling hundreds of logs a week? So scaling the business, but also not just scaling, but also keeping the momentum going, keeping the enthusiasm going. And that was something we tried really hard with Jack. We needed to keep focused as parents, but also allow Jack to want to do this and want to see the benefits. Jack also started to understand how to systemize the business, how to buy in bulk, where to store, how to record all the orders, how to fulfill all the orders, how to collect the cash, how to bank the cash, how to record it all on a spreadsheet. And uh, keeping spreadsheets, that was something as well that he needed to, to work out for the first time. One of the areas that Jack really loved, and this is lesson number eight, was customer care, looking after his customers, starting to get repeat customers, and looking after those customers, giving them maybe a box of chocolates every now and again, or a little calling card, going the extra mile, stocking them, bringing them into the house, and really looking after his customers. And also a quick customer call, maybe a, a week or a month later, checking everything was okay, checking the logs were the right size for the log burner, and at that time, seeing if there was another delivery required. Number nine, the lesson learned, the value of the story. Many, many people on Facebook, they could have bought logs anywhere, but they decided to buy the logs from Jack. And Jack was saving up for that MacBook Pro so that he could do his GCSEs and to really focus on those GCSEs and get some great grades And that story really connected a young, industrious young man, potential young entrepreneur in the making, really trying to focus on a target. And many people in the local community totally got that. And Jack was the the log boy who's saving up to buy his MacBook Pro. And that really resonated. So the quality and the clarity of your story and focus really does aid customer relationships. And then number 10, and last but not least, was the lesson of good debt. There was a time there as we were moving from self-produced wood to actually bringing in a cost of sale, bringing in a thousand logs in, in bulk. And that was, that was a pretty interesting time because as a parent, I humbly admit that I actually missed the point that Jack didn't want to be in debt. He saw that cost of sale as a debt and that might have been 150, 200 pounds of logs. And whilst I would have loaned that to him at a a very small rate of interest, 
Jack didn't like that feeling of being in debt. And I thought that was a really nurturing quality there. But as we discussed it, he realized it actually wasn't debt. It was an investment in the business, in the raw materials, which created an increased return on that investment. So that was something that we learned very quickly. So over that time, you know, was that profitable for Jack? Well, it most certainly was. Jack's pocket money, and I ran through it on a a recent podcast episode, Jack's pocket money is £20 a month, and he always gives the first 20% into his savings pot. The second 10% goes into the giving pot. So he generally gets about £14 per month for doing chores around the house. Now, the resulting six months, first six months of the log business enabled Jack to create a £1,000 of income. And that represents around about a 1,200% increase in his pocket money. And in terms of time and a really valuable KPR, key performance indicator for Jack was his return on time invested. That 1,200% increase, you know, a £1,000 in six months created for him. That was probably around about two to three hours per week of his time. So again, a brilliant return for him. Lots of lessons learned. So once he'd saved his £1,000, and that's broadly enough to buy a MacBook Pro, so what happened? Did he go out and buy that brand new MacBook Pro? Well, actually, it's very humbling as a parent to understand exactly what he did do. Having put all that effort in, all that planning, Jack decided that he'd work really hard and actually he would make do with what he'd got, borrowing some of the other family computers. So he hasn't actually bought his MacBook Pro He's put that money to work, some in savings, ploughing it back into more stock and deciding that he can actually wait a little bit longer for that MacBook Pro, which was not something we forced on him. That was his decision. And I'm really proud of that decision for him. So it's really interesting how different qualities will come out in your relationship with your young entrepreneur as they eventually become more and more successful go through sets of failure, gradually evolve and perfect their system. So I'm going to do another episode shortly. And in that, we'll look at other areas, other ideas where your young entrepreneurs can look at ideas for creating income, generating a great return on time employed for themselves and giving themselves that resilient platform of multiple streams of income at a very early stage. I always like to draw a podcast episode to a close with an inspiring quote. And this is a quote going back many years by Michelangelo. The greater danger for most of us lies not in setting our aim too high and falling short, but in setting our aim too low and achieving our mark. Really profound words. And if our young people can start to understand that type of mindset at a very early stage... Thank you for listening to the Property Portfolio Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode and that it inspired you on the next leg of your journey. If you've got any questions or comments, why not reach out to us at our Facebook page, Equa Academy. Also, don't forget to register for free access to hundreds of property development videos and templates over at equaacademy.co.uk and we'll see you in next week's episode. Thank you.